This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 134. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. This is Brett Hurst. And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Mm -hmm. Well, today's episode is called Routine, Ritual, or Rut? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Good one. I have to credit our friend David Harkins for this idea because we were out to dinner a few weeks ago and he said, what's the difference between a routine and a rut? And so we had an interesting conversation. Then we added the word ritual to it. And I thought this would be a fun podcast topic. Very intriguing. Yes. Well, let's first parse out our definitions, shall we? Uh, I always like to start there. (laughs) So the definition for routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed or a fixed program. That's a routine. That's a routine. A ritual is a patterned, repetitive, and symbolic enactment of a cultural belief or value. So a little a little more substantive, perhaps. Yeah, and and maybe more intentional. Yeah. Um, and then a rut is a habit or pattern of behavior that has become dull and unproductive, but is hard to change. Mm. So I think about the literal term rut, like if you get your car stuck in the mud and your wheels are making a rut. That's no fun. It's, you know, it's hard to get out of. You like you need some extra help to kind of get out of that rut. I For some reason, when I was writing this uh, episode, I remembered back to when you and I were engaged, Brett, and how long of an engagement did we have? Like eight months? Yeah. I think that's right. That's about right. Of course, you and I can't, of, I know. We have <laughs> differing of opinions of when we were actually engaged. Uh, my my memory, I think, is correct. But anyway, so we had about an eight-month engagement. And I remember going through like my bridal shower season. And by that point, I was so over the planning of the wedding. I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like I, I enjoy planning events, but I really want to get the event over with usually. This is so true. (laughs) And so I remember telling some people like they would say, oh, are you having so much fun planning your wedding? And I would say, yeah, it's been nice, but I'm really ready to just be married and get in a rut. And I remember saying the word rut and people looking at me going, that's weird. (laughs) And then I realized later on, oh, I'm misusing the word rut. I meant to say like routine, you know? Yeah. You were, yes, you were ready to get into a routine. So, you know, the truth of the matter is, I mean, we could look at this as, you know, you could look at this reflectively in your individual life. You know, what's the difference between a routine, a ritual, and a rut as individuals? But I like the spin of thinking about this in our marriage relationships. In, in the context of couples situations. Yeah. And I mean, marriage involves all three of these our words, routine, ritual, and rut. Routine is part of everyone's life. It's it's what we do every day. It's it's just it's kind of baked into life. Ritual is something that we all do, but not everyone calls it a ritual or even really knows why we do it. We don't 
we're not cognizant a lot of times of what we do, why we do it, that kind of thing. Exactly. And then every couple gets into a rut once in a while. Hmm. I think this is pretty universal. So let's talk about examples of a routine. Okay. There's the example of exercising, which is a routine that I'm not terribly uh, consistent at. Oh, <laughs> You're getting with it. You know, there's things like chores, you know, your work, your daily tasks. I mean, routine can be kind of boring, but I think it depends more so on our attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, your mental approach. Yeah. What's your What's an example of a routine you have, Brett? Uh, a routine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my commute, that's a routine. Yeah. You have a routine right now of going out and watering the grass every morning because it's so hot. Yeah. We're having a pretty rough summer right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What about examples of a ritual? Ritual? uh, Yeah. So I guess when I perform certain services as a pastor, there's certain rituals that we'll go through for weddings or funerals or mm-hmm. or preaching or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they call those things sacraments. Correct. You know, yes. because they're symbolizing something usually. Mm-hmm. So but you true. know, as a married couple, you may have going to church together. That's a ritual, you yeah. know, worshiping. Your morning devotional time. For me, my morning coffee, I would put in the ritual category. Yeah. I, well, I think a ritual for us is the kiss on the stairs. Yeah. I didn't even think to put that one down. Explain. <laughs> well, like the kiss we, on the stairs. We decided some time ago that we didn't want to, we wanted to make sure we weren't drifting on just this uh, important act of kissing each other goodbye every morning when one or both of us commute away into work, into mm-hmm. town. And so uh, no matter what we've done that morning and no matter how hurried we are to get to what we've got to do next, or where we are in the house. Or where we are in the house. When one of us has to leave, we meet on the stairs halfway and kiss. That's sweet. <laughs> I mean, that that is something sweet that we do every day, but I just didn't think to put that as a ritual. That's absolutely a ritual. Well, certainly. You know, your prayer time. Even I really think that there are certain things even in our routine that can be rituals if we have a different attitude around them. I was just going to say that. You're exactly right. I remember being a young mom and one of my close friends, Sarah Kuhn, who was raising you know kids the same age as us. One of her favorite things was laundry for the Lord. You know because you could you could get so just bogged down in mm-hmm. the menial task of that. You know and just be like, oh, I got to do another laundry. And this idea of laundry for the Lord, you know, just kind of elevated it to that ritual, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, I mean, I think there's enough scriptural encouragement for us to treat all of our routines as something we do as unto the Lord, even brushing our teeth or mm-hmm. things that we think, well, this is just not really serving any grand purpose. Mm-hmm. But if you do it as unto God, it can. Yeah. So how do we feel about when we're in a rut as a couple? And then how do we get out of it? Well, I think you were right to normalize the fact that ruts happen frequently, mm-hmm. that you have seasons uh, throughout your marriage where that takes place. And that's not abnormal. That's very normal. I mean, this it's life is hard. Life is difficult. Life uh, can be what we don't expect it to be in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. I think the, the key to all this, we've been talking about attitude, is when you can kind of 
grab hold of the fact that, hey, we're in a rut. Hey, this is something that is, to use your mud analogy, you know, we, we feel a little stuck here. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to change things up? If, if it's not changing the actual action, it's changing the attitude. But maybe it is changing the actual um, action of, of what you're doing in a rut, maybe doing something slightly differently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just even that little uh, two-degree tweak yeah. can, can, uh, can make things feel and and be different. Yeah. I think even the way we have conversations, we can refresh. I remember years ago realizing that when you and I would see each other at the end of the day, one of my least favorite questions is, how was your day? You hated that. I, I just, because my day involved so many different highs and lows that I didn't even know how to answer that question. Like, well, there were moments that were great. There were other moments that were terrible, you know. And quite frankly, I can't remember. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And so we decided to start asking different questions like, who did you see today? Who mm-hmm. did you talk to today? Did you have lunch with someone? Did you? Right. Why was that? so effective in putting persons to the actions, I guess. Because it, for me, it helped me to, I could say, oh, I talked to so-and-so on the phone today. And then that would spark a conversation because mm-hmm. you'd say, oh, really? Oh, how's her husband? I haven't seen him in a while. Da, 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 da. And then we would, and it would just sort of organically turn into conversation other than just your rut of how was your day? Fine. You know, and I think assigning it to actual persons in some ways helps us to kind of co-own the conversation a little bit. That's true. I think the other way to recognize for me, when I recognize that you and I are in a rut, it's generally when something's not happening. So for example, if you and I haven't had a date night in a while, mm-hmm. that feels like a rut. No. Or, you know, something I thought was interesting recently, you and I actually bought tickets to an actual movie and went to a cinema and watched a movie, <laughs> which we haven't done in a long time because, right. you know, COVID and all of that. But and then also there just has things at home. Yeah, it's just easier to watch things at home. But there's some movies you just kind of want to see on a big screen and you want to just have the whole experience. And so you and I did that last weekend and it was like, because you and I are pretty good about having a date night. We'll oh, go yeah. out on Friday night, get dinner or whatever. Sure. But it was nice to just kind of tweak that and mm-hmm. even just do something a little bit different. You know, another example but would be, you know, you and I love at the end of the day to just put the Astros game on and sit on the couch. And, you know, you might be on your iPad or I might be reading a book, but we're watching the game. And I've noticed that that can become a rut if we let it be just that. Mm-hmm. If we're incorporating some good conversation into that or mm-hmm. even something ritualistic like having a hot cup of tea, you know, while mm-hmm. we're watching, just something to kind of shake it up a little bit. I think what I've noticed with couples that we work with in tune-ups, when they reach the point where they feel like I'm kind of over this marriage. Which is always dangerous. Yeah. I think what has often happened, and I'm not going to, you know, use too broad a brush here because every couple's different, but what often happens is someone will let a rut just go and go and go and go and go and they won't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden you're so bored and you're so stale that maybe someone comes along in your life that, you know, is exciting, seems exciting and interesting. Well, and I kind of thought we were going to go there and I just want to say this. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with making life more exciting. I think there's all kinds of ways we can add creativity mm-hmm. or do certain tweaks like we were talking about earlier to make things more fun or, or different or whatever. And that that's always great. But sometimes life isn't exciting. So mm-hmm. there's still another component to this we're not talking about. And I think it's the Gottman principle of turning towards one another. Right. So back to your, you know, watching the ball game thing, you know, and maybe we're doing other things or maybe we're even catching up on a little bit of work some nights because a game's nine innings, you know, Uh you've got a long time to do different things, but throughout to keep turning towards each other, Mm -hmm. you know, keep, you'll, you'll reach over and just kind of offer your hand for me to hold hands or something, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or we'll just turn to each other or maybe, maybe we'll just kiss out of, spontaneity or something like mm-hmm. that you know just what were what those little things that we can do to to actively turn towards each other even in a set of circumstances that can be very um rote yeah no that's a very good point because i realize when you and i are sitting on the couch and the astros game is on you you might rub my feet or i might give you a little mm-hmm. shoulder rub or you know just or even just things like asking the other person do you want some more to drink, you know, or mm-hmm. something like just the courtesy, those little, you know, I'm all about those little tiny moments that seem so in- insignificant, but over time really build. Yeah. Those little, little ways of turning towards each other, those little ways of re-including one another or, mm-hmm. or caring for one another, even in the midst of something that's not uh, a dramatic date night or a, or a mm-hmm. actively romantic Mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. I think this conversation is important because I'm reminded, since you mentioned Gottman, I'm reminded of what he talks about in his research that it is the little things that are done in marriage over right. time that create the good connection. We tend to think that it's the big grand gestures, right? but we, you and I have discovered that that's not the case and that those big grand gestures when there are not little things in place really are very empty and don't last very long. Yep. So, you know, the last question I had is just how do we refresh a routine or ritual that has become boring or stale, you know, before it becomes a rut? How do we, the thing I think about is, cause I'm just like, I love to rearrange a room. And for me, that gives me sort of a, Ah, everything's refreshed and it makes me want to do things differently. You know, when when it comes to my work life, I will often redo the way I do my calendar or mm-hmm. I'll just something different, like I'll change the font on my email or something like that. For me, that just gives me a little bit of fresh air, you know, to kind of make something less stale. Yeah, and I think those those are all very effective techniques. I still just think the most productive way of doing the tweaks is figuring out some new way or refreshing some old new way of turning towards one another and including one another and acknowledging one another and yeah moving toward one another. Yeah. Well, you and I have always said, and we've probably said it multiple times on this podcast, is marriage is, is a constant act of reinventing, recommitting, re-upping, you know, we, I have all these re-words, refreshing, whatever. Like we're, we're never going to just, we don't want to just get into our relationship and just let it coast because it'll probably coast downhill. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and that, ev- that's true. And every healthy marriage needs to have those moments where they look at each other and go, okay, we got to do this a little differently. Yeah. 
I mean, we've got to infuse some something fun into this. Right. Well, and we've asserted for a while that we think the natural trajectory of a married couple is for them to grow apart, you know, which is not bad news if you plug the good news back in, which is if we're actively engaged in moving toward one another, mm -hmm. then it's really not an issue. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I, but but left to itself we will drift apart. Yeah. That's no. why we, that, and, but I think it's designed that way so that we will stay mm -hmm. intentionally engaged. Yeah. No, I, th I think that's good conversation. Do you have anything to add? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm glad we did an episode. It's been a little while since we've posted one. So this is good. I think this conversation's good. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. And if you're enjoying Marriage to the Max, help us keep it going by supporting Home Encouragement. Just go to homeencouragement.org and click the donate button. Any amount helps. And I want to do a shout out thank you to Jay Fetty for writing a sweet review for us on Apple Podcasts. We would also be thrilled if you would rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people to find Marriage to the Max. Well, thanks so much for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all. <laughs>